All they want to do is talk, Kate. Cross talk, cross talk. All they want to do is talk, Kate. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Cross Talk. Cross Talk. Cross Talk. The show where we cover. Crossover, it's a comic. Crossover, the comic on Image Comics. Yes. We are also First Issue Club. That's mm-hmm. why, that's the podcast feed you're in. Yes. But we do a sideshow called Crosstalk because we've been following Crossover mm-hmm. by Donnie Cates. And uh, it's good. It's fun. It's everything comic books is. And it crosses over the world of independent comic books and maybe even some big two comic books. It had a little bit of a pause and it came back on number seven with Chip Zdarsky. Yep. Guest uh, writer. Yeah, and Phil Hester. Ah, uh, and Andy Parks doing inks. Boof, what a team. So if you haven't been following Crossover, it finished its six series arc. It had a, a number seven mini, I don't know what you call this, in-betweener? Yeah, a tweener. A tweener. Uh, uh, issue, which we knew was always going to be Chip Zdarsky. It was, it was led with that. Yep. And uh, and now we're, we're here, we're arrived. And we're, we actually didn't know if we would keep on doing Crosstalk. Beyond we, the first arc. We kind of thought, well, this is a new thing for First Issue Club. Mm-hmm. We don't typically do a sideshow on, <laughs> on, on a whole book, but we fucking love this book. And uh, this book, number seven, was so good. Yeah, that, I was excited to talk about it. That we were like, oh, God, we got to do it. Yes. We had theme songs written about Crosstalk. People did that. We we say Crosstalk in a cool way. We, <laughs> we are the brand. There's nobody that's more crossover than First Issue Club. No. So if somebody's out there saying, like, who's a crossover fan? It's First Issue Club. That's it's, right. It's not Batman on the Fat Man or whatever our competition is. <laughs> it's not Joe Rogan. It's First Issue Club. First Issue Club. Do you first want to get into this particular issue, number seven, or do we want to talk a little bit about what Donny Cates has done in the interim between his his issues that he's writing of crossover? Oh, why don't you do that part? So the first arc of crossover was Kids Like Chains, and Donny Cates essentially closes out his famous arc on Venom saying Kids Like Chains. He's got the a child is the new venom. Uh, he wears this symbiote suit that shoots chains instead of web. Right. It's very like Spawn esque. A, a lot of the things that are happening in crossover are like an homage to um, Todd McFarlane and all the things that he's done. And it was just cool as a crossover fan to see that like all these themes and things that he was thinking about and that were inspiring Donny Cates kind of got woven into a lot of the different things that he was working on. So it was really cool to see a not only huge comeuppance for Venom for Marvel fans, but also like a kind of cool comeuppance for crossover fans too. It was like, you finish the first arc, here's some payoff in a big and two book. I think when when they do crossover or when Donny Cates is thinking about like who is the target demo, Yeah, it, I, we made a joke about it being First Issue Club, but it is like, it is us. Because, like, we are hugely into independent comic books in, mm. in, in that way, but also very well read on the big two. Uh, well, a lot of times when we get into big two books is that we've found authors that we really love on independence. Right, exactly. And then they, they move to the big two. Exactly. And so it's like the payoff is like it, it's a very niche audience, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, to kind of feel like who, who goes in both yep. lanes. Uh, and it's us. So, Donnie, you know us. We see you. You see us. And we like you. 
We like we like what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, I wonder about the kids like chains thing because he uses it so much and it's like all over his merch and stuff like that. Yeah. Was it like a Todd McFarlane like quote? It was. It, I know it was, but like I'm wondering if he said it in a con or if it was like a printed interview. Like if you could document oh, when the quote was said. I don't know. That's yeah. Good question. So, um, I love it. It's it's great. And I we we talked about this in the last episode, but Donnie's going to be doing a Spawn book too. So hopefully that. Yes, I don't know if we know which book yet. I don't know either. I don't think it matters. Yeah, they're all. I it's not King Spawn. Okay. They already announced the creators for King Spawn, and I, I can't remember who it is, but it's someone we like. It might be Sp- Spawny Gwen. Gwen. Spawn Gwen. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> she spawn. Oh, she spawn. <laughs> it, that's what she looks like. To cool. Me. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like a half joke. It's like a, it's like backing into a joke that's not a joke, mm. and then just rolling with it because yes. you're like, oh, I don't know. I do comics. Um, <laughs> okay, this issue. Like, I'm gonna get this out of the way. Okay. The the cover is dog shit. Oh no! <laughs> I think Chip Zdarsky did the cover. Did okay. It just like it looked like a digitized photo of sorts. Here's the reason why it's dog shit. It doesn't do justice to how great the comic book is. I thought the and co- I love I love Chip Zdarsky's art by the way. Well, I thought Chip Zdarsky did this cover as it like wrapped himself into the cover as a joke. Until I opened the book. I didn't realize he was going to be starring in oh, this totally. comic. I felt like the cover. That's why I'm saying the the. The cover sells the book as a joke book. Yes. A throwaway book. And for a number of reasons, which we can get into it, this is not going to be a throwaway book. Well, it might be, but it's like, it. it to me, it felt iconic. Yeah. Like, I loved it. Uh-huh. I, I was enthralled. And the main thing that's happening here, like, so you said it already, so we'll just get get into it. Chip Zdarsky is the main character uh-huh. in, in this comic book. You are following him around. I, I, di- I guess I didn't realize that, but I should have picked that up from the cover. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in it, he <laughs> – it's just so cool. I love it. I just <laughs> – it's like – it's just brilliant. But he's he's getting hunted down by some of the other comic book people in the world. Yes. And he's convinced – and I love this – that it's him because he, he had a meta moment where he wrote in Sex Criminals 14 another Chip Zdarsky. Yes. Right? So – Comic book Chip Zdarsky makes an appearance in this comic book, and we have two Chip Zdarskys. Yes, they have a nice bromance, which is exactly what would happen. Uh huh. Totally. If you found your comic book self. Well, and there's also, I, I hate to read into these things too much because ultimately it's just a really fun comic. Yeah. But there is some great like personal stuff about Chips. Um, confidence and you know the way he writes himself as a character is like, just his, uh, leaning towards disorganization and <laughs> planning uh, uh, like and then there's another version of him that's the real him so when he's being like cocky silly over the top on social media or in his books it's because he's kind of like in character it's his Kanye West yeah yes right exactly it was a very I don't know, open and endearing, raw take at like how he looks at himself. Totally. Kind of. There's a moment. I don't, know, where... I don't know if that's true or it just serves the story, but like it was, you realize that the comic's kind of a, a goof. And then all of a sudden it goes to a place where you're just like, oh, this doesn't seem like goofy. This is actually like a little bit of a heavy narrative. Totally. There's a moment where it's like they're they're kind of saying like, Chip, you're the guy who like you plan out huge comic books like you're you're such a good author. And he says something to the effect of like or 
actually, I don't. I spent too much time doing coke and making fun of Ryan Stegman on Twitter. <laughs> and like you, you, you have this like take of like, wait, what is he being serious? Yeah. And it's like that's humor. That's like the type of like anti-humor, funny, dark comedy that I'm like, God, that's my bread and butter. Yeah. So, um, and and having Chip right on this and like giving it his all was just like the total right move by crossover. Mm-hmm. It was. It worked so well. Yeah. I love that they mentioned really early in the crossover books that he's missing. He gets like a shout out in the first yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. So they, like we can't find like important comic writers such as blah 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 blah. And here here's what I always... he, I think he mentions that Matt Fraction has been killed, which is part of the reason why he's <laughs> on the run. <laughs> which also gives him an out for like not writing on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um I love it that like they did mention that early on in crossover. So it's yeah. like obviously they had talked and like Donnie mm-hmm. has a lot of like plans for things like that. I always felt like when an arc finished and there was like filler books yeah. that it was like vacation time for the creative team to kind of like come back and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I love that it's like that's that's not this. Yeah. It's like there are in between arc books, but it's like we're going to get back to cro- the pre- we got a really cool preview for when crossover returns, uh-huh. which I thought was really exciting. Yeah. So um yeah, it's it's good. Uh, um what about the cliffhanger well I, or reveal for this book do you even want to mention that yeah i think we should but we should also say one of the i don't want to miss this part so in the like is this a joke is this not a joke part of like chip zadarsky um the chip zadarsky comic book character dies defending chip zadarsky yes and it was like honestly sad uh-huh. so it's like in a goof book it was like damn like you did all of that in like seven pages at that yeah, point right and it was like really really well done <laughs> like like honestly like masterful yeah it was, it was very very good he also cracks a joke right before he gets murdered which, <laughs> is, which was really funny right right and we don't know the villain is obviously going to be a reveal of another crossover yep. thing and i don't actually know if it's going to be a chip Zdarsky character or not that they created and they they didn't like you don't you don't get you we don't know who it is i guess you could kind of figure i, I maybe there's twitter speculation on mm-hmm. it we are the twitter speculation of crossover by the way right so. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah who it, so the biz, there's what makes this not a throwaway book is there's a reveal because chip is seeking the uh, help of somebody to figure out the killer of comic chip Zdarsky, and it is the team from powers yes right which they're well versed in hunting down superpowered people it was so a, it was just like, oh my God, they're perfect for crossover. Right. They're so perfect for crossover. It was great. Yeah. It's such a good pull. And it, it like it made more permanence to this like book. Mm-hmm. Which you're like, hmm, okay. Yep. So I love that they keep on I think this is the second time Brian K. Vaughn has been mentioned in a crossover book. Yeah. So I wonder if everybody's probably thinking like, when is there gonna be a Brian yeah. K. Vaughn thing happening totally. or something like that, mm. um, which I love that. There's little, there's nuggets for you all <laughs> everywhere. So um, crossover still in contention for like maybe one of the you know era defining comic books. Sure. I think you know like when people look back and say, which I know you talked about with Greg, like Watchmen. You know my my vir- my virgin experience of reading Watchmen and how I changed comic yep. books. Crossover, I I think, and it might be too early to say, but it's like is gonna be the changing of the tides of like meta comic books or like what it, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if that'll catch on as a trend, but oh, I think what it does is like reinforces that there's a lot of people who like the thing you like, mm-hmm. and that we can have some fun 
inside stuff. It can be like it, it makes it makes you feel more like part of a group. Right. To have this. Writing for fans can still be a good experience. Mm-hmm. Like and an enjoyable experience. And somewhat This is like discovering Christian metal for <laughs> like <laughs> like weird Christian kids who are like, I'm not like the other kids in this. Right. It's just like, well, there's these insane bands that are like, do it all for Christ. So <laughs> turns out there's other like weirdos like you. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. this is definitely like. The one... Norma Jean, the under oath. Oh, of, uh... my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of those people. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I just think picking this up is like the same sort of thing for comic book heads. That you're just like, wow, there's a lot of people who are it's like me. on my wavelength. It's it's like cool to like this stuff. Yeah. Be part of a group. And that's really why we do this side show is because it's like <laughs> this book. Well, I'm not trying to be like, oh, and, 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 and when you think about it. But it's like <laughs> this book is meant to be consumed in conversation. That's yeah. its design. Mm-hmm. And so like it's supposed to be like, Haha, like or whatever. It's not supposed to be like I squirrel this away and like read yeah. the next like poetic Shakespeare thing. No. And it's funny that like we mentioned, it's sustained conversation for as long as it has that they're still kind of like you know comics is a medium where talented edgy storytellers go who like maybe can't get their thing they wanted to do greenlit elsewhere or maybe you just like didn't have the resources to do something like wild or the level of like sex violence nudity you wanted to put in something like just wasn't accessible in other media like you're drawn to comics because of that Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought because I was getting so on my high horse about how great <laughs> comics were. Which is always a good take. We have to fit that into almost every episode. We have to convince the people that came to our podcast, comics are actually good. Don't uh, don't throw them by the wayside just yet. Yeah. I'll get back to us next crossover. <laughs> I'll listen back to the episode and be like, fuck. My point was going to be so good. I think that the other thing that this comic book does is it made the expansive world of crossover be mm-hmm. like it's it's not just this team we're following. It's happening on all these other facets. Yeah. Uh in different places. Right. And so it kind of it grew the world a little bit more. I remembered what there I was going go. to There we go. That's say. all I had to do was vamp for you. Yes. Okay. Because of all the weirdos who've been drawn to comic books, fourth wall breaking is a well-trodden thing was the thing I was trying to get to. At this point, to do a fourth wall breaking thing and still have it be like fun and worth talking about, like it was, it made you think enough, like, oh, that was like clever, or that's like a really interesting way to do that. It's got to be so hard seven issues into a thing. Like, because Deadpool constantly breaks that. If you start writing, all kind of comics do. If you start writing meta or fourth wall, you automatically open yourself up to a new level of criticism. Sure. Because you're like being like the post, so postmodern, mm-hmm. right? That you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it has to be done well or, yeah. or not at all. It's so easy for meta stuff to be up its own ass if you take it too seriously. Yeah. Or it's so if you're doing it for a gimmick, it's so easy to be like, ugh, I've seen this a million times. Totally. But they're they're handling it in a fantastic way. Right. It It makes it seem like it's not even worth mentioning that Deadpool does it. Yeah. Once you read crossover, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Deadpool kind of breaks the fourth wall. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Carrie Strug right now. Ooh. I landed my point. There you go. But I, you know, I broke my leg on the way there. But everybody I, was rooting for you. I bumbled a little 
I could feel the crossover fans rooting for me to get to my point. <laughs> but you got it. You nailed it. But then I got it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was rooting for you along Thank the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is short and sweet. We just wanted to say we're going to keep up with crosstalk. Yeah. We're, we're going to do it. This book, like, if you thought the heat was uh, was simmering, it's not. It's there. I can't wait to see what happens in the next arc, bud. I can't either. This and uh, this will be the last thing I say about this book. Reading this book r- reminded me that the best comic book reading experience is when you're invested in a comic book and get deeper into the catalog and it starts like earning its like moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Right? You know, and yep. we are a podcast based on the premise of reading the number one issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully you take time to read past the number ones occasionally. Yes. <laughs> like we have with Crossover. Crossover. This has been Crosstalk. Crosstalk. Crosstalk.